Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889. Cahan is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. Cahan and Little Red Hen – just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. Welcome, friends, to another edition of On the Rails with me, your host. It's Mike Caboose here in On the Rails. And you can always catch us at 106.9 FM, KHAN, or as a podcast, or on iTunes. And we're, we've got a very special guest in the, in the caboose today, uh, Alan Lane. In fact, he's down there by the coal stove. Yeah, there he is, putting a little more coal on the coal stove so we stay a little warmer here in the caboose. And uh, I don't know where our engineer uh, who pulls this caboose is. And that's Rick White. He's around here somewhere. And me, of course, Forrest Whitman, your host. And I'm all fluffed up in the conductor's bench. I've got my uh, sleeping bag around my feet. And I'm looking through old waybills because this is your click and clack of the rails. Me and Alan answering your questions. 719-221-9380. 719-221-9380. And just call me with those questions. Although... Most of what we're answering today have actually come as, as emails. And uh, so that's interesting, too, because you can do that always at the station, uh, K-H-E-N. Or you can uh, just send one to me personally, which is, well, what would be the best way to send one to me <clears throat> personally? I think the best way for you to receive emails is through khen.org. Is through the station. I, yeah, I think so, too. Okay. All right. Um, anyway, as we're rolling along here, uh, let's uh, in the caboose. Let's get to some of these questions. Uh, one, I actually had a second in the break back there to look at it, and uh, yes, we do have a, an Amtrak conductor, and he does say he'll come on here this spring, so we can find out a little bit more from him about what's really happening on on the on the ground on the rails, and that's important too. Um, questions. Let's move to questions. Uh, uh, Anne from Salida asks, uh, what do you read on a long train trip? And uh, is anything I shouldn't read that it would scare me too much? And what about these poets we heard last week? We did hear poets last week. And uh, <clears throat> uh, we did hear Ezra Pound. And you could read Ezra Pound, and he's got a lot of really kind of neat ones uh, out there. You could read Patricia Highsmith. 
she has she after all wrote the classic strangers on a train now that would be that would be a, an interesting one let me say this that ends up a little tougher than you want to be um i think as does orient express agatha as christie does, now why why do you say that about orient express alan well it ends up not like you want it to it does get stuck in the middle of um a snowstorm so <laughs> yeah you it 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 may present train travel not as you want wish to see it plus the fact you have to figure out who did it who done it and then you start looking at your fellow passengers with a pretty weird look going okay what are they going to do why are they going back that way there's no other car behind us so so you have to be careful about your reading there because if you get too um, spooky. suspicious, yeah, it could get kind of spooky on there. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Train well, what about our local our local uh, author uh, Ann Parker? Uh, you know she she rails are a big part of what she writes. Yep. About. Yep. She's got six books out. Uh, her early ones all center on rails around uh, Leadville. Um, in fact, one about uh, how uh, various bigwigs have come through on the rails and spoken from the back platform of their cars. Um, Harry Truman, when he was president, uh, or was he just running for president? I don't know, but I think he was president, speaking from the back platform uh, here in Salida. And wow. uh, picking up, yeah, he picked up a little, he picked up a baton twirler who was five or six, maybe you think eight. I don't know. They've got her picture down in the museum huh. and um, an interview with her. She said it was a real fun thing. She was in the front row twirling her baton and Harry said, well, that's really great. And he, he picked her up and they took his picture with this baton twirler, <laughs> uh, eight year old girl baton twirler. And, um, you know, Forrest, um, yeah. our friend Wayne Iverson, he's got a book or two, doesn't he, on rail? Oh, yes, he does. Those would be great yeah. to read. Read, read. His um, book, real books about real hobo, his real hobo experiences. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Wayne Iverson. Um, and uh, we should get him on this show, too. We need to get him on here to talk a little about how he wrote those and uh, how it's changed. Oh, gosh, <clears throat> the hobo thing has certainly changed. And um, what else? What is anybody else reading out there on the rails? Train Magazine. Train, Train Magazine. Train's <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> yes or no? That's, no that, that's a good thing to read. Read Train yeah. Magazine. Yeah. And the uh, current edition of Trains talks about a hundred different short line passenger trains that you can take. Hmm. And I, I think there are probably 50 anyway. Holy cow, page after page of short lines. And uh, that's a fun thing to do. Just you go someplace. Well, think of our own Cumbres and Toltec. Who, who here who has not ever ridden the Cumbres and Toltec? This should be your season. It's a fun trip. It is fun. I uh, I I would like to suggest to that reader uh, crossword puzzles. 
I always huh. take I always take a book of crossword puzzles because you can interrupt them when you want to. You can while you're thinking about what word goes into that squares, you could be watching the the scenery go by in the observation car. You can uh, so that's that's always a good a good thing to have in your in your bag there for uh, killing some time on the train if you need to. Crossword puzzles. Uh, local author, uh, Ezra Pound. Uh, Ezra Pound, I don't know. Uh, now, <laughs> yeah, well, I might. Uh, our um, our uh, poet, who was on this show last week, uh, suggested a poem and several called The Night Mail. Uh, now, that would be, that would be good. Let's see, what other poems? Poems that we might, you know, read and and make us make us think for a while. Um, bah, 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 bah. Best loved American poems, the poems of Carl Sandburg about rail. Um, yeah. Carl yeah, Sandburg. Carl Sandburg we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stop at the library, pick up or buy, I guess. Well, um, yeah. Carl Sandburg wrote a lot, a lot about rail. Yeah. Yeah. I just finished I just finished a small novella by Charles Dickens called Mugby Junction. Uh-huh. Uh, about uh, a, a man who travels to the to the uh, to a little town and always stops at the rail station and talks to the to the uh, baggage handler and uh, has a a little flirtation with the local uh, restaurant owner, the local coffee shop owner. Mm. Fun little read. Ah, huh. Well, and I, I don't know that strangers on a train. Well, Patricia Highsmith, hmm. Yeah. Some of those seem to be going toward a lot of love, even a little bit of sex in there. And um, somehow somebody always gets murdered. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 that about Patricia Highsmith. And she she has a little bit of a dark side. Now there's often a murder in Ann Parker's um, Leadville stories and her Colorado Railroad stories, but usually it's what we call a cozy. You know that person deserved to get it. It they they're not murdered in a very graphic way. <laughs> in fact, we never we never actually see the murder happen. Um, and then she gets on with the the other sort of interesting interesting thing. So let's see. What else would you read? What else would we read? Um, now, well, I'm thinking Trains Magazine really, really is good. Now, if you've got your computer alive, if you've got your screen up there, let me see what, oh, there's three or four things that you might like. You might like Railroad Age. Railroad Age gets a little technical, but still kind of shows you what's happening. You might want to read about PTC, which answers one of our questions, by the way. What is PTC? Let's go. Let's switch. Do you want to switch? Ready to switch to PTC? Sure. Yeah. Okay. PTC. Now, what PTC does, it really has a little, a bunch of uh, sensors. The sensors are at the start of every curve. The sensors are, are any as I understand it, pretty much everywhere. And this is very different than the old block signals. And then the block signals would sense 
when your train entered that block, which might be a mile, it might be a hundred yards, may, might be five miles, but the signal up above that block, which we've all seen the classic signals, which are going away. I mean, <clears throat> that, that would flash red and you'd say, aha, something ahead of me in that signal. Now, even then under most rules, at least back in my day, Sonny, on the railroad, why you could go beyond that. You just had to, had to walk in front of your train to make sure you're not gonna hit whatever it is that's in there. Um, uh, carry your fusee, and light, light that up. And so that there's plenty of red, red warning, uh, go about five miles an hour but you could continue on until you and you hit what you knew you were going to hit all along anyway, which is- Is there the, a question the, here? The, well, the question is, the question <laughs> is, the question, the question is what is PTC? We're talking about what it used to be before you had this new PTC, which is everywhere. So in other words, what it what does- is, what, what does PTC stand for? Uh, train control, um, PTC, mm. something train control. We'll have to look it up here and find out. But it's the new way of controlling what's, what's ahead of you. It's the new way that you'll know. It'll also tell you if you're going too fast into a curve. It will also tell you if you're going too slow into a station. All of that is centralized now. And one so it's kind of, kind of like autopilot? Yes, kind of like that. And say you're going too fast into a curve, all of a sudden you'll feel the brake shoes coming down. And you're, you're stopped. You didn't I do anything. I think if I were going too fast in the curve, I think I was on the wrong train. But <laughs> I think I need to be on another train. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, does, does that does that answer that question? <laughs> not really. Not really, doesn't. No. no, it really doesn't. What did I say in the last hour, gentlemen? Let's focus. <laughs> Bring let's it get, back in. Come on. Let's get. We're trying to, get we're trying to focus here. We're, we're trying to trying focus, to focus here. All right, uh, that's what PTC is. You can look it up on your computer. It will tell you. It has replaced the old block signals. That's, and it, it, except for a very few places, one of which is through Northern New Mexico, because during that, that whole line, there's only one train a day. That's the Amtrak East or the Amtrak West. So and that, you keep having to run into the Roadrunner and, you know, <laughs> The Acme thing, Anvil's going to fall on you anyway. So you yes. definitely need to watch out for things like that when you're in New Mexico. Hey, I've got a question I'll throw in here for you. <laughs> I've got it. one about that last. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we have been talking about the Southwest Chief. And mm -hmm. um, some, something I have questioned in my uh, rail travel is the train horn at every single crossing. And I know they do that for the safety of cars that, you know, they know the train's coming, but it seems like in these modern times with the, with this, uh, you know, rail safety net they've built 
that they wouldn't need to do that. It's a little irritating when you're trying to sleep on overnight, um, <laughs> overnight trips to Kansas City with the mm-hmm. horn going off. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. Uh-huh. But what now, about exempted by law? So one, so once once you figure if the the uh, uh, TCP the PCT, the, that thing, uh, if it's accurate, if it's tested, if it's successful, they probably have to change the law. Yes. Hmm. I'm guessing it, you're right. Now, you do have... But there um, is this thing as earplugs, Rick, by the way. By the way. <laughs> I, can't <laughs> sleep, I can't sleep with those in my ears. There's, there's, there's always a solution to every problem. Yeah. What about your dog? Well, I won't go into that. Are dogs bothered <laughs> by train signals? <laughs> oh, he would probably howl to a train signal. Mm-hmm. Would he? Oh, yeah. Huh. He would well, love to be a guest on your show but, one day for us. Yeah. And aren't, aren't, aren't they always tuned to E flat? I think they are. I think that's, I think that's what I remember. Train horns? Uh, 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 is that knee flat? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we're in the caboose. We can hardly hear anything up in the head end. That's true. Yeah. Rebecca, thanks for stoking up the fire in the caboose there. Alan, I'm feeling warmer. Already. Uh, my, my um, toasty, toasty dogs I've got down there. Are, there are some crossings even now where you'll notice a placard that says exempt crossing. And those are uh, normally county commissioners go to the uh, class one railroad and say, we'd like to exempt such and such road from, you know, engine crossing. And they they do, they exempt it. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. So there are exempt crossings even now where they feel that there's uh, very little train traffic, very slow train traffic, um, adequate signalization. There are a lot of things like that where you can exempt uh, a crossing. Because, you know, uh, we were talking about the, the late, great Bob Parker in the previous half hour. Yes. And uh, one of his complaints with the uh, opening of the rail line locally was is that he lives right by a Train, and he didn't want that train whistle going however many times a day a train was coming. Yeah. But he might have been able to get it. Uh, what was the word you use? Exempted? Exempt, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. In fact, his crossing probably would be a good candidate. Even if, even if there were more, there are none now, even if there were more trains, you see, there's plenty of sight distance there. That line never went over 30 miles an hour. Right. Absolute top was 30 miles an hour. Um, very seldom does anybody cross there. There's maybe one house on the other side. So I would think that would be, that might even be automatically be exempt. Well, hmm. anyway, that, that, that's that. Um, all right, let's see. What do we covered here today in the old caboose? What to read on the train? Oh, 
Here's a big one. Good Lord. We could talk for an hour. We talk about anything for an hour here in the caboose mm-hmm. as, we, as we roll along. But this one is a big one. We've got one, two, three, four and a half, five and a half questions on this. And I guess we'll jump in it and say, who is going to win the railroad war between the Colorado Midland Railroad and the Colorado and Pacific Railroad as they both vie before the Surface Transportation Board uh, for the rights to use the old Rio Grande mainline uh, over Tennessee Pass down to the Dotsero, back this way, all the way to Pueblo. Um, who's going to win Nobody. the war? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Alan, you're being a cynic. Why do you say no? I am being a cynic. It's uh, one, there's, there's not going to be enough money generated by that line for either one of those people that are involved. And two is, I don't know why the Union Pacific, who's the parent company? Union Pacific. Union Pacific. They own it. Union Pacific owns it. Yeah, they own it. I, I don't know what they have in mind for it. I don't know why they want to, to hang on to it the way they like to hang on to things like that. But I just I just think they're they're designed to keep all comers and takers away from that line because it's theirs and they're going to keep it whether they use it or not. I'm being a cynic. You are that's, being a cynic today, Alan. That, well, all take. right. Then why did they sign the secret agreement <clears throat> with Colorado Midland? Um, allowing them to use to block the, to block the Colorado Pacific. To block the Colorado yeah. Pacific. Wow. It's, it's, it's just to show that they are <laughs> they are not monopolistic. They are actually entertaining other people's uh, bids. So they'll be they'll look like they're being fair to Colorado Pacific. What they're really doing is saying, we don't want anybody to take over this line, so we're going to open up this little company, this little subsidy, and pretend that we're going to, to give them uh, an ear, a listen to. Hmm. Huh. Well, but the, well, you but, know, yeah, but one go of ahead. Our, one of our recent guests, Mister uh, uh, something. Solviev. Solviev. No, no, no. Williams. O. Williams. Was it David? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Williams. David yeah. O. Williams. He uh, had an article, and you guys probably saw it, about how some of the subsidy money that is coming in to help these train projects. And one of the other areas is um, uh, up along I-70 somewhere There that that the infrastructure or money for infrastructure toward um, train service up there, he thought it might make a better possibility of somebody grabbing hold of this piece of line and them really doing a positive thing with it. He was the guest who thought he wants the trains to be passenger oriented to bring skiers to ski areas. Ah. That's his big that's his big thing. He wants to get cars off of I-70. I guess it's just a mess if you're going skiing from Denver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. And they're always subject to the weather. The weather's worse, yeah. worse on I-70 than it is here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, somebody I want to get on this show sometime is the Eagle Vale um, specialist in rail transportation uh, through our area. So hang on, let's try to, to get him on there. Uh, his name is, um, I'll, I'll think of it. But um, okay, but back to PTC, you'd have to get positive train control on that whole route. You see, before you could even be, I mean, if, if, if you're talking about something new, surely the Service Transportation Board would say, you got to have positive tra train control, PTC, because you're now a new route, I, I would think. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, rail experts here in the caboose today? <laughs> I, I, I would think there's probably not a person sitting in this caboose that would be alive when they finally get that line fixed. <laughs> take it. Our, our children and grandchildren might enjoy that train, but we'll never yeah. see it. Wait just a second, Alan. I <laughs> just as I have a chance. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> know, if I took better care of myself, I might have 30 years. <laughs> you might have 30 years. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, well, that about summarizes it well. Yeah. Now, we should at least say, in, in light of recent... Uh, statements that have come out of there, that the uh, the woman who uh, does not want to come on this show, but we'll get her on someday, uh, Sarah Cassidy, who uh, is a spokesperson for the um, the one of the railroads that's talking about this, na namely the Colorado Midland and Pacific. Um, she's we'll get her on this show eventually, but she. Um, she has a little different take on it. She feels that until there's some local support, uh, people actually writing the Surface Transportation Board, people actually writing her or writing the Union Pacific saying, hey, I, I live in Salida, Colorado. I'd love to take that train to Minturn or I'd love to take that train to ski at, um, I don't know, Ski Cooper or to ski at, um, well, where they stop at the, practically at the slopes, don't they, at Vail? Over there. Yeah, I think it's at the slopes. So that that's, that's what, when I talked to Sarah Cassidy, she said, that's what would really get this going. And then, I, and I, but then, as she says, the agreement that um, the Midland right now has with the, uh, the owners, the Union Pacific, that's a secret agreement. So, you know, that it's hard, hard for me to, to write a letter and say, I support a secret agreement. Because they say, but nobody's read it. How can you? Right. Are you exactly? Exactly. So so well, anyway, goodness sakes, we've I I, I, I could see it happening sometime. Uh, in the future, but I think uh, that there's right now there's it's it. I think it's just talk right now, just something to keep uh, us stirred up, keep our hopes up, to keep yeah. our feet up against the old stove here in the caboose as we roll along, reminiscing, talking yep. about talking about rails, talking about the future of rails, trips we want to take. Boy, these are my favorite kind of shows. <laughs> we're 
where we time, just time to mix another highball and get comfortable. Yeah, it's about this is about time to, to 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 pull in someplace. Where do we pull in for lunch? Let's see. Well, did Alan say highball? I think Alan's ready to ready to <laughs> park the old caboose here and head someplace where we can just wander out of the back platform of the caboose through the snow. Uh, all right, somebody light the fusee so somebody run, doesn't run into the rear end of our train. Toss that out into the into the snow there, so there's a nice red glow, and uh, bank the fire a little bit. And uh, this has been another edition of On the Rails. Your questions answered by your host, me, Conductor Forrest Whitman from my caboose here on KHEN. Um, call anytime with your questions, and we will answer them as we have just answered about half of them. <laughs> we don't make fun of anybody. We we don't, but we some of the questions are more fun than others. And uh, just uh, 719-221-9380. Uh, give me a call. We'll, I can answer some of these questions over the telephone even now. All right, we're going to, is the caboose locked? Is the handbrake down it's on the down. end there? It's the down. handbrake is on. Uh, the fusee is in the snow. We're all ready to pull out and say goodbye to another edition of On the Rails. All right, we all say at the end, high ball. So one, two, three, high ball, high ball, high ball, high ball. High ball. High ball. Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner.